I just can't figure out if it's because you're advanced or because I'm stunted. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. I am McLovin. You do not talk about Fight Club. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Glacé Film Club. Yes, we've got a lovely film review lined up for you today. We're having a great time in lockdown round two, watching plenty of films and TV series, but this one has stood out as one we really wanted to chat about, dive into. There's loads to go into, loads of different themes, big topics, but a huge film as well that was released very recently. The film is Black Klansman. Remember this coming out a few years ago, was a big hit, um, still, you know, gets a lot of uh, good reviews, a lot of uh, relevant things in there as well, so that's not hiding away anytime soon, so we thought we'd bring that up, have a good chat about it, and when I say we, I do mean myself, and of course, Callum, resident film reviewer here at the Glass A Film Club, prime member of the Glass A Film Club, you'll probably be face on the plaque when we have the boardroom for the Glass A Film Club coming together in the future. How are you doing, Callum? Are you excited to join me again for another great review? Hello. Yeah, no, I'm good. Absolutely. Um, I like I like, I like that you think of me in that way. That I'm, I'm a, a resident uh, podcaster. Exactly? In, yeah. No, I'm good. Um, another week, I suppose, in uh, lockdown. Paradise. COVID for- Covid fatigue is setting in. However, um, it's given us an opportunity to record more, which is, I suppose, a blessing in disguise. Absolutely, and had time to watch some really good films. And I have noticed on Netflix at the minute they're putting some absolute bangers on there. I was going through mm. the other day doing my monthly adding to my list, and there's some cracking films on Netflix. Obviously, we're picking a few of these from the Netflix collection, but dive in. There's so much good stuff on there at the minute. But today. We're not doing all of those films. We're doing one film in particular, and that film is Black Klansman. Like I just mentioned, huge film, a lot of really relevant topics in there. It was only released a few years ago. Callum, would you give us a little overview about the film, please? I will indeed, yeah. So, um, yeah, Black Klansman uh, came out in 2018. Um, it's... Uh, biographical um comedy i suppose um about a guy called ron stallworth um who was it's based on his memoir uh, that was written in 2014 um and it's directed by spike lee now ron stallworth the one the film the base of the film was a is sorry a retired um, american police officer who infiltrated uh, the ku klux klan uh in colorado springs uh, in the sort of late uh late uh late 70s i think um and he was like the first african-american detective to be part of the, of the police department and the film sort of uh chronicles his experience of dealing with white police officers or just generally being a black man in the 70s dealing with um the an american police complex basically um it's got uh it's played by john david washington uh, as Stallworth and Adam Driver also plays his partner called Flip. Um, That's who he's. I knew I recognised him. Uh, I couldn't put uh, the actor's name in my... Adam Driver, you're right there. Sorry, yeah. it's just no, it's all right. sparking yeah. my head that. Carry on. 
No, it's fine. Uh, yeah, but the, the plot essentially follows the um, the detective, the African American detective, um, and he's set out to infiltrate uh, the local Ku Klux Klan, and he ends up um, basically they're trying. He's trying to expose them as as white nationalist terrorists, basically, um, and it's he's assi- he's initially assigned to the records room. Um, but he gets bored and then asks for the position to be un- an undercover cop, basically. Um, and the film essentially follows um, that investigation, trying to uncover um, the Ku Klux Klan uh, that are operating locally um, and trying to expose them as criminals, essentially. That's that's the, the thing that drives the film. Um, there's, it's layered with cultural and political references that um, dominate um, American politics today uh, and historically. Um, it opens with a really, really nice um, excerpt from Gone with the Wind, which we'll talk about later. Um, but the film itself is, um, I suppose, bookended by two cultural things that uh, legitimize racism, I suppose. It starts out starts off with this traditional cultural um, version of what, what, what whiteness is and what the nation is. And then it ends with a really chilling um, series of contemporary... Um, video footage of uh, white nationalists marching through contemporary America. So the film really, it's about, it is about history, I suppose, but it's about how that history still informs the present in relation to um, race in the United States. Thank you, Callum. That was a very nice overview. I feel like I've learned more about the film and I've watched it. That was very good (laughs) detail. What I would say straight away about the story is that the plot of it and the storyline is really well put together. And it drives those Mm. themes really nicely. And I think the parallel of when he goes undercover for the first time, he's first sent to infiltrate um, people surrounding the Black Panther movement. And um, he goes to a talk of uh, someone, uh, kind of rally, but it's for a a student union. And obviously this is where he's kind of split because then he goes on to infiltrate the KKK. But those two lines of inquiry run alongside each other all the way through and it's him kind of battling with his obviously black identity and how he wants to kind of fight for the cause which he has been championed by the black panthers but at the same time his belief in the establishment way of doing things and belief that through the police force he can do good and there's that battle between it and that is visualized so well through the KKK infiltration and also that amongst the Black Panthers of their wider themes and the bigger issues they're going at. He's dragged between the two and that visualizes it really nicely. And I think his inner struggle is you can feel that kind of biographical element, as you said, is it's him depicting his thoughts as he goes through it, but relayed through these two um, undercover cases that he has to do. So that keeps the story really interesting. You've got high octane drama in there in the fact that with the KKK it leads to a plot to assassinate um, some people at a gathering um, through a bomb and also it um, they've got lots of kind of shooting elements and you've got the high tension of a lot of drama going through that but then there's a lot of deep theoretical discussions as well especially between him and his girlfriend where they're debating how they both um can add to their cause and he believes obviously going through 
the system and being a police officer, he's undercover at the time, so he doesn't deliver that. But she say, oh, no, we can't work with the police. They are the enemy. And that's obviously shows the struggle within the movement, but also shows how in-depth and how many different ideas and how difficult that whole issue is. And I think combining those two bits of high-action drama from the kind of filmmaking perspective is gripping. It's fantastic from that view, but also it does really well in relaying these messages and, and giving you a, a keen insight into the difficulties that go within it. What for you was um, stand out about the story and the plot? I think the um, just the cultural and historical uh, element to it. Mm-hmm. Like what the film does really well is that it... Um, it deals with the historical um, problem of racism and nationalism, and essentially uh, makes it a it brings it back right back into the contemporary. I mean, the film itself opens with um, an excerpt from Gone with the Wind. Now, Gone with the Wind, um, it's set in the backdrop of the Reconstruction era um, film. I think, I think it was from the nineteen. 19- I want to say 1930s or 1940s. I can't remember the the date that it was made, but what that film does is that um, it's been historically linked with the film Birth of a Nation, which is also shown in Black Klansmen. It's that um, basically showing the, the stereotypes of of black criminality, I suppose. Um, so it opens with an excerpt of that, and what what was that doing is it's it's saying that it's almost saying that well we've lost the battle it's set in the civil war about the american civil war and there's a great line that it says at the start we may have lost the battle but we haven't lost the war and it's what it's doing is that it's rooting white nationalism and white supremacy um in american history and and it's it's a part of the consciousness of the nation and then um on that it got and then it says we all we had a great life it's essentially it's essentially talking about the problems that exist within um, America, not uh, with regards to the legacy of slavery, the legacy that racism um, has left, and it's obviously it's it's about looking at how white nationalism is trying to triumph in using politics and using culture as their platform. Um, and there's a great line um, when they're in the record room as well that kind of backs this up where. Um, they talk about Americans would never elect someone like David Duke. Yeah. David Duke, the grand wizard of the KKK. Um, and it's like, I mean, Spike Lee knew exactly what he was doing with it's that line. such a nod, but, isn't it? To... But absolutely, it's, it's such a nod to like Trumpism and the sort of research, the, the, the embedded um, problem of white supremacy. Like it, it, it's for me, um, the the thing that the thing that really gets me interested in in a film like this is its cultural and historical um evocations of uh, of racism and and the contemporary uh, relevance to that um that's the thing that um really sort of the, the that I find the most interesting thing about the film yeah yeah there are a lot of those nods in there that was the first one that I noticed where it really stood out. It's like, okay, we're talking about Donald Trump here. We're talking about modern-day America through this story that's set decades ago. And there's there's a lot more references as you go on through that where it's kind of saying, um, oh, look, this is basically a parallel to now. This was going on then, but don't think this is a historical problem. This is absolutely a problem for the here and now. And I think there's another mm. one where... 
I can't remember the exact scene, but someone says something along the lines of, oh, we need to put America first, make America great. There's a lot of like lines which are very subtle tweaks upon uh, Trump rhetoric. So yeah, there's the whole film is a parallel to modern day and they make no uh, means of hiding that. That is the point of the film. And I think if we say what they're trying to do with it, they're using this biography of you said, <clears throat> the police officer who is the main character in it, but to make the point of the modern day, it is very much a political film making a message, almost got that documentary feel to it in many ways, mm. is that there is a message to this. We're taking history and you and fictionalizing elements, but there is very strong point to what we're making. And what I wanted to pick up on was something that you mentioned, just to take it to a bit more of a filmmaking um, discussion on this point is where you say they include lots of excerpts from other films in there. So you say Gone mm-hmm. with the Wind and there's there are other bits and especially at the end as well with the documentary footage. What do you think about that from a filmmaking perspective? What do you think it adds? Because one little criticism I add and I'm, I say this a bit standoffish and I'm not saying it in a way that I don't think these should be included but the film is long. It's about 2 hours 15 mm. and there is these um, snippets of footage are long. They're not just little references. He does include these at quite length. For me, I think absolutely works in putting the message across having these in, and they definitely should be there. But the whole film, especially in parts of it, does have that feel of sometimes where it's like, we, we, we are making this point and we are driving it home and you're going to sit and watch it for the 10 minutes that it's going to be on. What do you, what's your view on that? I mean, I think, I mean, I think the, the, it adds extra layers to it and extra nuances to it. Like, um, it, it also adds, it also sort of supports the point I made earlier that if, if you were going to make a film about sort of racism and white nationalism, you can't not contextualize it. Yeah. Um, and I think adding all those extra um, historical films to it really does contextualize um, the problem that the cultural and historical problem of, like, of racism that sort of permeated all aspects of life. And I think that's what Lee's point is trying to do is, I mean, The Birth of the Nation, the film is really, really, it's a really important historical film in, this, in sort of locating um, stereotypes of not only black criminality, but um sort of black barbarism as well mm-hmm. like that a lot of white nationalists in particularly in the 19th century um used those ideas to legitimize racism and like the, the sort of the legitimization has changed like now it's about um in the 19th century it was slavery and then in the 20th century it was like voting rights whereas now it's about a, a sort of a myth of black criminality it's about it's it's it goes beyond history it goes beyond um film it's something that's that's so nuanced that i feel like people most people don't realize that it exists and lee's point is to say well this is how it exists and this is where it's come from so all those excerpts from all those films i think are really effective in in driving that point home i mean there's um there's a, again, it's the scene when they're in the, the record room, which again is significant because they're in a record room, right? Like looking at sort of past events, I suppose. But there's a great scene where he goes, um, Duke, Duke is peddling um, the mainstream 
Um, and he, uh, he said that he's always clearly got his sights on higher office. And then, um, then and then Ron Stallworth goes, "Oh, America would never elect someone like Duke." But what that represents is that like racism has been clothed in so many different everyday issues that it's not as unless unless you unless you're sort of unless you're an African American living in America or an Afri- or a black person, you're not gonna you're going to be more aware of it, I suppose, than you are if you're a white person. Like most white people, the problem is like, and there's loads of literature that about this, is like most white people just don't see racism because like they, they've never experienced it themselves. So like the point that Lee's making is that this is a problem that affects everybody. This is a problem that um, is in all aspects of society, whether it be in film, culture, history, I don't know. I feel. I feel like the layers and the 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 additions and the, the length of time that he takes to sort of address this is, it's it's deliberately that long because it's it's forcing you to to sort of to look at the um, look at the problem, in a for a long period of time. It, it, it's something that you you have. I don't know. I feel like you have to understand as a viewer, everyone that's watching it, to understand the point of the film. You have to have that historical reference point. And I think you probably wouldn't have got that if it was just someone saying that racism is bad. Yeah, like, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. And that comes back to what I mentioned. Of It's definitely a film that is making a message. And right behind what it is doing, like the message it's putting across, absolutely. And it, it works in what it does. And I've, I get you there. It's like when I was throwing that out in the terms of, is it too long? I think what you said there is it's long, but in order to achieve what, it's setting out to do is give a clear depiction of these issues related to race in the terms of the narrative but then in terms of paralleling them to modern day it has to take the time to walk you through that and give you the evidence and show you what's going on from a just going back to the kind of filmmaking again with regards to these extracts from the films and showing the snippets what this also does is show us the power of film and also the power of the filmmaker but not for good for negative reasons which is not something we often discuss we say that's true um, film and art has the power to change people and evoke positive change but we often look at it a bit blindly and forget that well art and film can change things in a negative way and that is often i think how in society we let things slip we let figures like Donald Trump slip through the net because we don't think that a negative message put across in an artistic way, whether it be through speeches or films, can actually capture people's imagination. Of course it can. And this is showing with these films that it includes it with their inherently racist messages is that they can do what a positive message can do in a film, if not more and lead to real changes in society, real negative changes. So I think that is, from a very basic view, just saying, look, film is powerful, and this legitimizes why this film is that you are watching and I'm making right now is important. But it's also a warning to say, look, art can be wielded in good ways, but also wielded in highly negative ways. And this is how people like Donald Trump, like David Duke, get so much popularity because they know how to harness art and other things like that, whether it be film or speeches, like I said, and use them for negative reasons. And this is this film is as much as a message 
to evoke people as it is a warning to look out for other messages that are evoking people in the wrong way. So I think that is such a clever thing done there by Spike Lee is creating something that is powerful, but is also alluding to the power and danger of, of other things as well. Of course. I mean, I mean, there's, there's no significant, no, it's, it's no coincidence that the film's book ended with two like pieces of footage. Like, you know, it's, starts it's the it's the scene of gone with the wind and then by the end it's um camera footage that people have taken to show like this is this is where you know america began and this is where america still is yeah. um yeah that's it's 100 percent yeah so moving on to the themes a bit more going away from the filmmaking we've talked a lot here about the core of this film is mm. race and it's addressing this issue of racism built into the society of America, obviously globally as well, but focusing very much on this, going from the 70s, as you said, but paralleling it to now. But this also then opens it up to society and what it is to be American, because there's a lot of discussion in it about America, true Americans, which then gets linked to race, what it is to be American, um, and what society is is it the nation or is society made up of different things what in this film what line does it take through that what journey do you go on in its exploration of society and very specifically american society well i mean it's it's focusing on um the institution of political influence and also the by extension police power I mean, that's. I mean, the film starts with um, a Black Panther um, speech as well. When he when he first goes undercover, like, I think it's like the five, five, ten minutes into the film, he attends a a Panther speech talking about how corrupt the political system is, how um, institutionally racist the um, police uh, system is. So it's it's more a, it's more an attack on how this problem of the problem of racism has permeated all aspects of political power mm-hmm. and and how it's very difficult um to sort of address that when that very institution is the thing that's um limiting your voice i mean i think it's really interesting that spike lee's chosen to choose um the base of the film based on a memoir like giving a voice to um a black person where a country that seems to pride itself on free speech and liberty, um, like deny the liberty and free speech of the very people they 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 say are part of America. I mean, I suppose the other thing as well is that like the idea of of speech and the idea of culture um, is also something that's 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 um, framed by the political complex. I mean, there's. Whenever those um, the white nationalists, which um, are like driving around, they're listening to recordings by David Duke, who's always talking about this idea of white nationalism and Christianity and anti-Semitism as well. It's a huge thing that's yes. also yeah. sort of built on that. Like, oh, you know, America wasn't founded by black Jews. America was founded by um, you know white Europeans. You know, everyone that signed the the Declaration of Independence were all white people. It's like this is what this is what true America is. Like this is this is the nation. Um and to us it sounds ridiculous. 
Yeah. Like it sounds absolutely ridiculous. And Spike Lee has done as as he's sort of the caricatures that have that, that he's sort of put onto those KKK members are absolutely hilarious. Like I mean, there's this opening scene when um, Alec Baldwin, for example, is giving his speech. Yeah. It's horror. It's horrific. That it's abhorrent the things that he's saying, but like it's done in a way that makes you think, oh, that is absolutely insane to be able to it's pseudoscience almost it's sort of legitimize the pseudoscience is legitimizing racism so really what he's saying is the triumvirate of the political system the religious the, the, the religious system and the law the legal system are three sort of trojans that are really uh limiting the, the freedom and the the speech and the power of of people across the country um that's that. That's the thing that's sort of. Un- that's the three pillars that are underpinning the problem that Lee is addressing. I think. Yeah, and lifting on from that is, I think it's really interesting what they do explore there and the link between, obviously, race and society. But it's very much the film is saying, like you said earlier in this chat, is showing that these things, these. Like white supremacy, racism, and all these negative and horrific actions and theories and uh, way people think aren't that far from the mainstream. And that's exactly the point of that quote, is like you said, is when he says, nobody like David Duke could ever mm. become president. And Spike Lee is addressing that mindset, which, as you said, a lot of people do have and believe that, oh, no, well, these are just fringe views. Of course it could never. And that yeah. is one of the big problems, is the people not legitimizing something that is completely a legitimate concern. And what's really interesting from the filmmaking perspective is that he humanizes the members of the KKK, gives them, shows them in their own home, shows their day-to-day. And also that Alec Baldwin speech was really interesting about that. It shows loads of cuts from it, and him like delivering this speech. So that humanizes it because it's kind of like, oh, he's, he's making a few cock-ups and he's kind of, it's a little bit funny that, oh, look, oh, he's messed his speech up, but he's delivering horrific stuff. So you are looking at these people then, it's taking them away from this imaginary white supremacist that, oh, there's a few of them, but oh, we can just kind of laugh it off because it's just a bunch of crazy people to show. No, these are genuine real people and how closely they could just be to someone that you know. Because by humanizing them in that way, and it's not often in a film you humanize the aggressor, because by humanizing the the people and the mindsets that you're actually um, fighting against makes you realize that these are real people and these mindsets do exist and easily can then blend into um, mainstream society and government and the state. And that's the big point, I think, as well, is showing that... There isn't this massive divide between the government and day-to-day civilians. It might exist in many different bureaucratical ways, but the bleeding of thoughts and mindsets is very, very blurred and very close. And something that might seem to some people as a ridiculous far-right fringe theory is only ever very... um, a small step away from bleeding into the holes of power. And I think that is one of the big points of this film by showing that, by humanizing the people who are spouting all the hate and horrific messages is to say, look, wake up. 
These aren't fringe thoughts and ideas. These are things that are real. Lots of people believe them who you think might just be sound, regular people. And they can very easily find their ways into the halls of power and have influence, which they have done and they continue to do. And I think that is done so effectively through the filmmaking and also the story and narrative that is being delivered as well. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, the thing is, as well, like, I mean, the ending of the film as well, like, not not the very end when they're showing the footage of the um the white nationalist marches, but the end where um the Ron uh, Ron Stallworth and Patrice um are in the corridor of the other apartment, and like it's then they're they're both facing the front with a gun, facing forwards, and the sort of the um the corridor that they're in is closing in on them. It's almost as if no matter, and and then in the in the far distance is the burning cross, and the only people that can see that burning cross from that particular viewpoint are two um, black people. It's almost suggesting that um, this is a problem that's existed for a while, and this is a problem that will continue to um, the the black people will continually have to deal with because it, it's it's very suggesting it's almost quite insular i suppose like it's going to go on forever like the way the camera is, is frames the um the hallway it just goes on forever and the only thing that they can see is a burning cross which is obviously the symbol of uh, uh of the kkk so it's almost suggesting that yeah this is a problem they're not it's not a fringe ideology it's something that is been a part of black african-american life for well as as the film says since slavery yeah. um and you know it it definitely um i mean also in the the upside down american flag as well just completely subverting the idea of the nation as furthermore as well like um yeah absolutely i think i think lee is really effective in in putting that that point across um suggesting they're not fringe organizations it's something that is characterized America since slavery and continues to do so. And the only yeah. people that seem to be able to see it at this point are African Americans. So really, it's kind of in a in a sort of a, in a nuanced way, it's saying that white people should give a shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, ba- yep. that's basically what it's saying Absolutely. by the end. By and, the end, and delivers that message very powerfully as we've as we've uh, discussed there. All right, let's look to wrap this up, Callum. We've gone into some mm. really big themes there and how the film. Um, does goes into those and depicts it all and um, I think we've covered some good filmmaking ground there often we're very we are guilty of going off on rants which might not even be linked to the film but I think we've covered nicely there so let's give a little bit of an overview talk about maybe a specific section Callum that you really liked in the film and then we'll kick on with our ratings out of 10 I really liked the um hmm that's a good, that's a good I'll dive in because I've got. I was going to say that the there's so many, there's so many scenes. Let me have a think. Go on, you I'll go first. I'll throw one in. Is and this is kind of going against all we've discussed because we've said how powerful and tense the film is and how it's got some really uh, big scenes which depict these themes really effectively. But one as bit I really like near the end is where they kind of do a little bit of a sting operation to catch out the mm. racist police officer because. That is where the comedy of the film comes in. We've not mentioned that too much, but it is funny in parts of the film and it uses that to endear to the audience and then really hit you when these big issues come up. But I love that because there's so much 
kind of love and com- camaraderie in it. And so the scene is that the in a bar is with his girlfriend, and they basically put a sting operation to get the racist police officer, who they all know is racist, to come in and say racist stuff to him whilst everyone's listening. Gets arrested, off he goes. Um, but there's just something beautiful about that scene. Just the way it's put together, it's warming, and for a film that gives a lot of um, vibes of frustration and there's negativity in society this one little kind of cheeky bit of comedy in there gives a ray of hope in it and says look how all these people can actually pull together in the name of a cause uh, that's just and true and they believe in and root out um, institutional racism it's just a one little funny scene but it's making a big message and I think that's quite a heartwarming bit of it and even though it is very much a warning for a film there is a little bit of hope under it there that's what I like about um, that scene overall like I said big message but for me the filmmaking I think is fantastic of course fully behind the message it's delivering um, but it does very much border on that kind of documentary style not from a visual perspective but from how it's really hammering home a narrative i think brilliant film i'm going to give it eight out of ten just because like i said before even though i agree with the length of it in terms of what it was trying to do it can be a tough watch at times so because when it does really take um the filmmakers view of i'm going to put this message out there and really push it you switch between oh i'm out of the narrative here and i'm into the kind of more uh, politically charged stuff which is all great but a tough watch um definitely watch it very entertaining in parts but very thought-provoking and powerful eight out of ten for me callum hit us with a scene an overview and a rating out of ten please i well my, my sort of my i've just was just thinking then and um my my sort of one of my f- Favorite is is, a, is an interesting word to use to describe this scene because it's very different from you, from what you described. But it's the scene when um they're showing the induction into the KKK, yeah, and that's juxtaposed with the story that that African American man is telling about um the experiences of that he the experience of lynching and and slavery and police violence. Um, that juxtaposition is incredibly it's sickening really. Um, it's a really, really hard ten minutes to watch, but I think it highlights um, it, that that I think humanizes um, the that humanizes oppression. I think that's the point where you, you that juxtaposition is where it says like, right, human beings are capable of this, and the thing that's driving it is an insane obsession with ideology. Um. And how ideology can take many forms. That's the purpose. Like, I mean, the whole that whole sort of um, initiation into the KKK is it's very sort of re- religious, like pseudo scientific. It's very very weird to watch if you're from an outsider. But um, yeah, for me, that juxtaposition is really really effective. In particularly, sort of bringing together all the sort of themes of the film, like sort of the KKK being a historical white supremacist group, and then looking at the problem of police violence. It's something that existed in the 19th and 20th centuries, and yet it's still occurring today. Um, You can't talk about um, civil rights in America without talking about police violence. Um, It's impossible. So for me, that juxtaposition is is a standout point for me. Um, Again, the sort of the whole film, I'd give, you know what, I'd give it 10 out of 10, just because I, 
I think it's it's so effective in what it wants to do, and I yeah. I, I love um, a sort of a politically charged um, piece of work, and also any opportunity just to give the middle finger to someone who is a racist for me is is just like it, it, this 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 film does exactly that, but it's done in such a sort of calm, collected, nuanced way that it really sort of gets the point, drives the point home. Like I'm going to give it ten. My favorite scene is the juxtaposition, and overall, I just I love that the cultural and historical narrative that runs alongside it, and that blending of documentary and um, sort of film, documentary film, and sort of like fictitious things, I suppose as well, or like conventional filmmaking. I don't know what the the word is, but like that that blending, I think, of different films from different genres and things like that, I think really really work. That that's what I liked about it as well. Um, Brilliant. Brilliant. And yeah. what I just wanted to add is that it's an important film. I feel exactly. like yeah, the message 100%. is very important and the way it's delivered with such ferocity is very important and it's definitely a film of its time that needs to be watched. And going into it, I didn't expect it to be what it was. I thought, yes, the story, I can see where it's it's going. I thought it was much more lighthearted and I'm glad it went in that direction and a very important film and would encourage everyone to share it with uh, friends, family to check it out because it is another way of um, looking at the issue of race in America um, but through this fictitious form and very powerful, very important, brilliant film. Well, thank you, Callum. We have Sorry. done a yeah. lovely bit of reviewing. Once again, thank you for your additional research and bringing some great information to the discussion. It always adds a lot, and I hope the listeners appreciate that as well. Let's get this wrapped up now, Callum. Thank you very much. You enjoy your week. All the listeners enjoy your week, and we'll be back with you very soon. Thank you for listening. See you later. <laughs>